Coming up on this episode, we begin with overloaded Wi-Fi, more presidential trivia, and the technology that can save your life. Then we get into the week's tech news, including VR in the car and the galactification that will cost you a fortune. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 333, recorded February 28th, 2022. Randomly Generated Friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on the gadgets, the internet, and of course, you are Sean Jennings, joined as always by a man who refuses to leap this year. It is Dan Miller. Hello, Dan. Hello. Refu- refuses to leap. Oh, leap year, right. Yes, you won't do it this year. You're going straight to March tomorrow. No 29th for you. That's right. Yeah. It was um, a stretch. But if it makes you feel any better, uh, that was your tag. Last week when it was just Colby and I, I called him the Chester A. Arthur of podcasting. So I don't know if who, yours is better than his. Who is Chester A. Arthur? Uh, we, ha- we we, we got to get you to listen to last week's episode. It was President's Day last week. So uh, he was one of our most forgettable presidents. Yeah. We when, we looked at a whole study. They did research of who is the most forgettable president. And Chester A. Arthur, I think, was number one. Wow. I was in a car on President's Day with people. We were trying to name the least memorable president, and that name didn't even come up. Yes. Well, he was the guy who took over for Garfield after Garfield was shot and was president for one term and didn't really do anything interesting. Uh, so he's 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 number one up there that's what uh my dad messaged me the other day he said i said oh what, what you've been doing this weekend he goes oh I, I was walking i got to see the grave of a president i'm like oh that's pretty cool he's like yeah it was chester a arthur's grave i'm like that's not cool that's not cool <laughs> at all it's so not cool that it is cool right it backs all the way around because you're like chester a arthur chester allen arthur chester allen arthur good man i mean you've probably talked about his wikipedia page so i won't do the thing where i just name interesting things from his wikipedia page <laughs> the, the only thing i remember about his wikipedia page was that he was described as a mediocre i think mediocre president or something like he wasn't the worst <laughs> but he wasn't the best he was just fine and i said okay i can respect that don't be known as the bad one well okay here's some fun facts um born in vermont but uh chester a arthur was maybe the uh the birthplace no pun intended the birthplace of birtherism oh let's see don't uh, tarnish the good man's image a new york attorney and political opponent arthur p hinman initially speculated that arthur was born in ireland and did not come to the united states until he's 14 years old had that been true arthur would have been ineligible for the vice presidency he was the barack obama of his day when Hinman's original story did not take her, he spread a new rumor that Arthur was born in Canada. The Ted Cruz of his day. <laughs> uh, wow. There you go. You can say you learned something about Chester A. Arthur. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Good man. Good man. Uh, no, we're over President's Day. We fast forwarded. It's the last day of February. We're looking at March tomorrow. You must be excited. I know you're a big fan of the month of March. Uh, March, not the worst month. You have March Madness, which is one of the only sports things I've ever paid attention to, but I haven't paid attention to it in, oh boy, nine years. I was going to say, who you're um, rooting for? Who, who's your pick? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Just Marist, I guess. I don't no, know. Did, don't, Brian, Brian, did you see today? Brian Georges just retired. I did. I did see that. That's maybe why it's top of mind. What a legend. Did, they didn't win the championship this year? Uh, they've not played for the championship. He just announced he's retiring at the end of the season. They're still playing. 
Oh, is the MAC championship in March? Uh, I don't know exactly when it is. Let's see if I it's pretty darn soon. Yeah, it's um, got to be soon. I thought it was always in, during winter break. Yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, they're still playing the regular uh, March 8th through the 12th. Oh, there we go. So well, fingers crossed. Very shortly. I don't even know how they're. I mean, this is like not relevant to the majority of people who are like. Oh, yeah. Here, the, but, the plurality of our audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, our two listeners probably both went to Marist. So <laughs> that would be fine. Or know someone who did. Yeah, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's a small yeah. world. Um, yeah. No, I was going to look up where uh, where they were in the standings here. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Not good. Well, the women are six and 12 in the conference. Second oh, wow. to last. Eight and 18 overall. Second to last. What you're telling me is it's not impossible. Well, I am telling you it's impossible. <laughs> but the men, the men are nine and nine. They're kind of, they're what, fifth? Wow, that's amazing. So they're, and they're 14 and 13 overall. So um, they got certainly more of a shot. Yeah, and also UConn. So th- those would be my two. Maybe, is there a, a Washington State basketball team that's that's any good? Does the University of Washington have a good basketball team? Oh, what's the uh, what's the weird what's the university that's in Washington that I always forget about that is just like it's a name. It's like it's like Xavier, but it's not Xavier. Oh so. yes, yeah. I don't uh, famous Washington colleges. Um, as I Google like a total moron, uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, there we go. They have a Gonzaga. basketball team. They right? got a great basketball team. That's a classic basketball legacy school. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you mean Gonzaga University basketball? Yes, Google. Thank you. Yes. Who else would look it up? The Zags, the Bulldogs. I, they have a one next to their name. That sounds good. That's the highest number you can have, or I guess the lowest number. Depends on how you look <laughs> at it. Um. Yeah, the tournament is coming up. But you don't normally do a bracket or anything like that. No. no. I normally, I'm given not even really aware it's happening. Um, let's see. March. The downside of March is it's when the snow starts to get less good for skiing. The upside is it's when the weather starts to get a bit warmer. True. No Here holidays in March, though. No holidays in March. It's the only month I can... Maybe August? August. Well, August is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Uh, so it feels like it has a holiday to me. Um, but no, there aren't any sort of... I, every other month has some sort of large holiday in it that You're I can right. think of. Well, you got the Ides of March. What day does that fall on? The 15th. Ah. I, I don't think I have that day off, unfortunately. <laughs> it's not a real holiday if I have to work. Put it that way. But you don't celebrate the death of Caesar? No, no, they 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 took it away. They don't let's celebrate it. We we celebrated too hard last year, so we're not allowed to anymore. Had a real killer party. Oh, people were dying to come in. Um, <laughs> brutal. Um, yeah, that's spring break. I guess spring break traditionally March for the college. I've never, re- I've never really attended a spring break because every spring break I was going to the NCAA tournament. Which was kind but, of like a spring. But think break. of all the cool places you got to go doing that. That is true. And I genuinely did get to go to a bunch of cool places, except for Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> um, That's the one you're going to call out? Yeah. Well, what was it? First year was San Francisco. 
That's a cool place. Agreed. Uh, The second year was Virginia Beach. It's not the worst place. It's better than Tallahassee. Okay. And the third year is Tallahassee, I think. And then the fourth year was Washington, D.C., which is not the worst place to go. Respectable. Okay, yes, maybe it's Tallahassee. But think of those great Mac tournaments you got to go to. Oh, those. Yeah. In the uh, in the great town of Springfield, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. That's right. And then before that, before Albany? that, wasn't it Albany? Oh, before that was Albany. And then after that was Bridgeport. Am I remembering? Yes, that correctly? Bridgeport was in there, and now in Atlantic Ugh. City. Although they announced it's coming back to Springfield, I think next year. Wow. So Bridgeport definitely the worst of all of those. Although to be honest, Albany not far behind. Um, not always not a fun place to be in March. No, or really any month no um, yeah yeah depressing um well that's good you got to see some places yeah um let's see what else what else am i looking forward to in march i don't know i think that's it all my smart home stuff is finally like calmed down and it all works pretty well the only problem is sometimes, and this is the thing I wasn't expecting to break. Sometimes the uh, Philips Hue thingies all just say that they're disconnected, and there's huh. nothing I can do to fix it. Like unplugging and replugging the little Philips Hue box doesn't do anything, and it must be some kind of radio interference, uh, which is maybe suspicious because that box is right next to my router. Yeah, wireless or or Wi-Fi thingy. But otherwise, the garage door opener, Sean, big winner. Love it. Don't yeah. count out the small stuff. Yeah, it's great. With Homebridge, oh, say, hey, hey, dingus, close the garage door. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, um... I've really pumped the brakes on the smart home stuff, Dan. I gotta be honest with you. I looked at my budget and I was like... I, I just my I, I looked my router was literally crying when I looked at it. So I said, I, I can't I, I literally have like 40 plus Wi-Fi. I'm probably over 50 now. Wi-Fi devices in my house. Wow. So I, I can't do anymore. I just can't. So I'm on a hiatus. Oh, speaking of Homebridge, the I talked last week about scripted and it's a home kit secure video thing. Yes. The, the other day I took a screenshot. I don't think this is scripted. I think this is just how like the HomeKit uh, system handles doorbells. Where was it? Here it is. Uh, it's pretty good at identifying things. So it'll say like, oh, someone's outside. And then it'll say someone rang the doorbell. A couple days ago, I saw a group of people rang the doorbell. And sure enough, there were two people standing outside. They were picking up something we were selling. And then today I saw... A person in a vehicle are outside. And sure enough, that was that was the case. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. And it shows you the little clip. You can long press on the notification on iOS and get the clip. It's great. Yeah. If it says a mob has rung your doorbell, you should definitely run. <laughs> that's a concern. Well, there's, there's nowhere to hide. They could just knock down this door to my left. <laughs> uh, no, that's one thing. My wise doorbell does a great thing where they, whatever AI they use, detects. So it'll say a package has been delivered. They'll actually know it's a delivery person with a package that was left at the front door, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing I've noticed, though, is we do get a bunch of notifications 
Um, well, first of all, I'm super glad that my my door, my front, my quote unquote front door faces the back. It faces away from the streets. Oh, oh you this, can't do it if it faces a street. Yeah, but even then, like with all the people, all the neighbors coming and going, there's a there is a lot of noise, but it is accurately identified noise, at least. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I had more exciting technology stuff going on, and I really don't. Yeah. No. I, I heard of a cool thing yesterday, actually, speaking of skiing and technology. Uh, they make Bluetooth thingies that you put in your ski boots, and then you put your Bluetooth headphones in, both of which are connected to your phone. And as you're doing stuff on the skis, it tells you what you're doing wrong. Uh, right after you did it, which is the best time to be told that you know how to change what you're doing. I forget wow. what it's called. Um, smart ski boot carve. Maybe that's what it is. It's a good name. For oh it. yeah, it's an insole. I see. So it's like a footbed. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's it sounded cool. That's very neat. I uh, I took a first aid certification class last week. Wow. Um, as my company asked for a couple people in each area of the company to be first aid certified in the event of a CPR, AED, all that kind of stuff in the event of an emergency. Um, and I had taken a course like four years ago, but it technically expires after so long. You're supposed to kind of mm-hmm. get a refresh. So I took a course and what I was blown away with was the technology in uh, automatic defibrillators. I don't know how familiar you are with AEDs. I know that, you know, I can picture the sign and I can picture the thing on the wall, but that's pretty much all I know. It, 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 the, the, the technology in these is incredible. They're, they're so smart because, Dan, like, let's say you collapsed on the ground. Sure. And you're not breathing. Okay? I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm not a doctor. And so they wouldn't give me the, like, paddles clear you know and shock you because you might not need a shock and what the aed does is you take it apart i stick these like these these stickers on these electrodes on you and i step away and the machine analyzes you it's foolproof and then it says it'll say does not need a shock or does need a shock stand back and then it will shock you and that says go back to doing cpr and i'll go back to doing cpr on dan and the model we actually have at work has a sensor on it. So the first thing you do is you put on the chest. It'll actually tell you if you're doing CPR correctly. It has wow. a little sensor under where you put your hand on the chest to do CPR. And it'll say, go faster or push harder or, you know, okay, stop for breath. or those. It's, it's so smart now. It's incredible. Wow. I had no idea. So they are extremely automatic. Uh, short of actually giving the person CPR, yeah, they they do a lot of the work for you. That's why now they say if someone is collapsed on the ground, f- send someone to find an AED. They can't. It's not going to hurt you if they put it on and don't use it. But to have the option is is can make a huge difference. Yeah. Cool. Uh, is, did any th- interesting technology news happen while I was out? Uh, there are a few things in the rundown uh, from I'm, previous I'm weeks. No. Uh, no, it's been relatively quiet. We didn't, oh, yeah. Uh, Last week. Whew. Yeah. Uh, a snoozer. Um, you know, Dan, I certainly um, 
maybe we can reuse a bit from last week, but uh, Colby and I talked about the launch of Donald Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social. I'm sure you already have your account and you're all signed up. Uh, I didn't even know what it was called. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Most Americans don't. Uh, And the funny thing is you can't sign up. You can sign up for a wait list to sign up. Oh, well, Um, that's, you know, that's how everything works these days. So it's just so popular. Yeah, that's the Silicon Valley way. So they're emulating that well. Uh, but the question I had for Colby and he had back for me was if you were creating a, your own social network, Dan social, what, what would be sort of the tenants or the key features of Dan social? Like, what don't you like about social media now that you would really focus on for, for Dan social? I'm kind of dropping this on you. I know. Yeah. Well, it's a good question because I don't remember if we talked about this on the show, but Pretty quickly into COVID, like the first couple of months, it was like, woohoo, kind of, you know, except for all the sirens outside my window, it felt a little bit like like a snow day kind of situation. Like, oh, I have this permission to like, you know, do this stuff I can't normally do. And, you know, obviously, this is all very privileged. And <laughs> and m- my friends and I are going to go play Minecraft and everyone's playing Animal Crossing, right? There's all this digital, all these digital activities that were happening Uh, But very quickly, it became exhausting. And like, I don't want to have a Zoom call with especially a group of people. I'm actually okay having a Zoom call with one person now, but I don't want to have like a group hangout Zoom call. And so as a result, I pretty much stopped using social media, except for Twitter. Certainly like because Twitter, I don't feel like it's a personal connection. Twitter is like a a news uh, service. It's yeah, I'm not socializing. Um, it's a news service kind of, yeah. And like a, and it's more like LinkedIn for me than, than Facebook or Instagram. Right. Um, and I think the reason why is because it's like, I don't have anything to say to all of my friends. Um, and, and it seems like a waste of time because no one's going to say anything on Facebook or Instagram that is really of of consequence like sure i might get like oh this person got engaged or i don't know they got a dog like that's cool cute dog but doesn't really affect my life so i think what i would want out of a social network and in here's the thing that you know in zoom calls kind of sucks but it is better than not doing i think is the breakout room right yes the breakout room is kind of a huge hassle but it does make a zoom call go from terrible to just okay if if executed well then like you're in a smaller group of people you can actually have conversations that you know where you say more than two sentences for in 30 minutes so i think that something that does do some sort of like like hey sean and dan and you know uh amber and this person this week you're in the room and you like you're sharing photos and you're having your like frequent like why had oatmeal for breakfast this morning stuff mm-hmm. and you're talking about what the group is talking about and then the next week is just over like that's it you can you know all choose to hang out later if you want to um but that's it because I, I feel like social media it does need some banality but if you're not motivated to provide it then like very quickly you lose interest, which is good. I'm I'm enjoying that I'm losing interest. But what I miss is the serendipitous connections. Like, 
oh, I said I, I ate oatmeal for breakfast. And Sean's like, oh, Dan, you should try putting raisins in your oatmeal or something like that. That That's sounds nice. like the conversation we'd have on social. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's what I, that's one idea I've had knocking around another idea. Oh, but response. Oh no, I was going to say you essentially want like expiring group chats. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to expire. Like you can keep them around, but, uh, you want to randomly generated to some degree. Yeah. Like maybe they get archived and you can go look at it, but like now, now you're going to go talk to these other people. I've been so fascinated by the of the day concept since Wordle got so big of something that is only available today and not tomorrow. Mm, yeah, it's, it, it's not a new idea, but it really did an absolute like Snapchat and did that for disappearing things. Right. Where they didn't invent it. They popularized it. And ever since Wordle, I'm like, I love the idea of something that I, I don't have to worry about tomorrow or think about yesterday. It's just here today now. And I think a social network where it's like, you haven't talked to your friend Dan in a while. So today's your day to talk to Dan. They prompt you with some stuff. You, it schedules you a video call or something. It's like uh, Tinder, but for your friends. Right. And it like knows <laughs> the last time you talked with them and stuff. So they're like, hey, we noticed. Or it's like, Dan just uh, Dan just posted about something he bought. We thought you guys might want to talk about it. So here's a chat for today for you to talk about it. Like that, that would be really interesting because I am awful about remembering talking to people and time will pass. And so mm-hmm. to be prompted in short ways, that that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I want. Um, and I think that's like, I'm in a bunch of slacks and a bunch of discords and they provide that, but at a like <laughs> background radiation level, knock yes. on wood, that's not a uh, <laughs> joke and poor taste. Um, which isn't that interesting. Like it's better than nothing. I would prefer that to like no one's posts anything of consequence on Facebook or Instagram, but it never feels super meaningful. Like I never get into a conversation. We never have. We ne- I don't learn like new things about my friends from those those venues. Um, my other idea is <laughs> some sort of like you enter the social network and you have a budget. Uh, and you can spend that budget on doing things, but you can also replenish the budget by doing things. Yes. I'm not sure exactly what those things would be. Um, and like, is it you every time you look at it, you use the budget. And if you want to like uh, look at the social network some more, you need to post something or or is it like you do sentiment analysis on your content? And if it's negative, then you're like, well, you have to post a positive. Like, your next thing has to be positive or something like that. Um, that's, that's my other idea. What were your what was your ideas? Well, that's so funny because my idea was basically your idea where I, I did a version of that where I said every user gets a score. Uh, but my <laughs> twist on it was that I and I alone determined the score. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's Sean Social. So I get to determine, you know, it, it, I get to determine. So it's like, you know, if, if you do stupid shit, we're going to lower your score. And if you're more reputable, you get a higher score and you get penalized or, or rewarded based on your your behavior. That's a, so I like this line of thinking. There are lots of things in the physical world that if I became dictator, I would institute. We've probably talked about some of them 
in in New York City, no umbrella is larger than like a large pizza uh, or an extra large pizza. Um, none of these golf umbrellas taking up three quarters of the sidewalk. Yep. Uh, can't stop on the stairs. Um, there's an elevator over there. Uh, consequently, stay on the right side of the elevator. You know, all, all this stuff. Um, I'm sure I have similarly strong opinions about how people should behave online. Uh, yeah. I, I, here's another thing. Like, on Twitter, I, I see a lot of people get confused. Uh, I'll be charitable. When someone tweets something and they think that now is the time for them to explain to them something or to answer this question that they think is latent in it when actually there was no question and nothing needs to be explained. So maybe, and as a result, a lot of people mute their replies or whatever. They make it so that, you know, only certain people can reply to them. But what if you could say like, I only accept certain kinds of responses to this thing. Like this yes. is, and Facebook kind of does this. So like, I'm looking for recommendations for a, a driveway resurfacer or whatever. But it's like, I'm tweeting this and I want like, yeah, like if you have an idea about how to make my Philips Hue light bulb stop walking out, like, yeah, please tell me. Or I'm just bitching about how shitty all this stuff is. I don't care that the that you and you held the Philips Hue box on top of your head and rotated around three times. It started working like that. <laughs> I'm not here for these uh, quote unquote solutions. Yeah, I mean, I, that was I think one of the things I pitched last week was an automatic way to get down scored was if you reply to a post within 60 seconds of it being posted, because you can't have gotten a good thought in in that amount of time. You obviously responded with something stupid because you didn't think about it. So it's it's all things like that. I mean, I've always I, I've never and it, this is one of those facts about me that I'm even surprised about. I've never had a Reddit account. I've never, never used had a Reddit. A Reddit account. Oh, Reddit account. Never use the site, ever. Uh, which, it seems like the kind of thing I would really enjoy. Uh, so, it's interesting. But I am fascinated by the upvote-downvote system and the community sort of policing itself. And I often, I'm in a couple of local Facebook groups where there are some great amorons. And I sometimes think to myself, like, you should be able to have a ballot where you can vote people out. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's like... I think the first round is a secret ballot. Like, should we have a ballot? And those results aren't published. And if you hit a certain threshold, it automatically starts a public ballot. And then you vote. And if you vote, if they hit the threshold, it's got to be like a two thirds majority. I wouldn't even do half and half. Like, you got to really not like the person. But then they get ejected. Like, I like a community should be able to police itself. I realize that's not how it works in reality, but right. I like the right. idea. Yeah. What did you say right before that? You you said something I thought was really interesting. The not commenting within the immediate. Oh, yeah. What if um, instead of replying to things on social media, you like queued it and they'll be like, OK, we'll send you like the form to reply to this tomorrow. Um, yep. So then if you were going to say something stupid or hateful or, or out of, you know, in the raw emotion of the moment, it would force you to take take yourself out of it. Maybe that would help. Yeah, absolutely. Or just simply, you know, I'm a company. If you post a YouTube video, you can put it so you have to approve them before they go public, mm -hmm. which I realize is a volume issue. But I think you could certainly yeah. flag. No, but I think algorithmically you could flag a certain percentage of them like these may be stupid. Do you want to look at them first? Um, yeah, could be helpful.
could be helpful because you would be I, you know, I, I work at a company. We make screws. It's not a complicated business. They're screws. That's and a the, screwy business. I, I'm telling you, man, the things people say and do about these goddamn screws would. <laughs> I'm shocked and I'm not shocked by much, but just the, the some of the vitriol and the stupidness and the immaturity and it, it, it just sometimes blows me away. So I can't imagine what it's like to be on an actual controversial topic. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, think about it. I don't think we'll be launching our own networks anytime soon. I think we're stuck with the uh, or we can go on Truth Social again. Always an option. Right. Think about it. But you can do this with Mastodon, Sean. You could start. You could <clears throat> start. Excuse me. You could start the Sean Mastodon service and have whatever rules you want and kick off whoever you want. You know, honestly, that is very close to other bad ideas I've had, like a vlog or a blog or a solo podcast. And then I just think <laughs> about how I talk all day long and then I do this show and I do the other show. I think there's enough me content out there in the world that um, I'm happy to just be a listener and not a participant. Now, would you consider yourself an extrovert? Oh, boy. How much time do you have? I mean, my therapist has made a lot of money talking left. about this. Um, I, this is not a joke, what I'm about to say. I have taken a lot of different personality tests, usually for work. When they hire you, when you do like a leadership course or whatever, there's all kinds of personality assessments, right? Yeah. On almost all of them, I score zero or neutral or nothing. I score smack in the middle. I once had one I took where it was like you scored between negative 20 and 20. Like that was the range. And I scored a zero. And the man said he had never seen that before. Didn't even think it was possible. <laughs> My personality is so unique. I am. I truly am both. And, and it is it is kind of a cop out to say that being introverted and extroverted. But I have the outward signs of an extrovert with the internal personality of an introvert. And I kind of do both <laughs> at the same time. So I'm a very strange man. I break personality tests. So that's it's odd. I'm curious. Uh, I don't know why these two thoughts are related in my head. Why would a solo podcast be a bad idea? Um, you know, I, I, another great uh, therapy topic for me, uh, why I'm so worried about what other people think of me. And uh, everyone's worried about that. No, I know. But I but, oh, trust me, I take it to a pretty awesome degree. Uh but I, I get self-conscious about the like another white guy needs a podcast. I, you know, like back when we started this, it was different. And nowadays it's like, I don't think I have anything unique enough. Like when a celebrity does it or an athlete does it or a professor does it. I'm like, okay, they have something to say, something to talk about. I'm just a guy, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure I could find some niche. I know something about, but Screws. What, well, honestly, but then again, then who would listen to that, right? I could pick it. I could talk about Yacht Rock for days, okay? It, yacht Rock? Yacht Rock. We even talked about the soft rock of the 70s and 80s. Oh, okay, yeah. Mostly your uh, Michael McDonald Doobie Brothers, your... Um, why is my mind blanking? I listen to this music constantly. Toto, I think, falls under there. Um America. Now, why is it called Yacht Rock? Orleans. That's a good question, actually. Soft Rock is also what it's more commonly known as. Yacht Rock is sort of a, uh, yes, adult-oriented rock is another yeah. one. 
Uh, which, is, which sounds very different from those other two. Well, it, it says, according to Wikipedia, the name was coined in 2005, actually, by the makers of the online series Yacht Rock. So some guys just oh. made it up. I see. De- derived from its association with the popular Southern California leisure activity of sailing. Interesting. So anyway, that's probably my number one uh, foreigner, Dan Fogelberg, Kenny Loggins. Um, Kenny Loggins. Boz so Skaggs, Seals and Croft. A couple of weeks ago, I listened to... Do you have an Apple Watch? I forget. No. They have this uh, this thing where you, you open up the the fitness app or the workout app or whatever, and you get this like... Here's a Fitness Plus audio workout. Yes, yes, I remember. I remember them. Yes. Yeah, and I I listened to one because I thought, well, I'm going for a, a walk and I want uh, to last a while, so I'll I'll try this. And it was someone. It was a famous person, I, and I realized from this, all of these are famous people <laughs> that I'm. You know, one is supposed to know something. Was he on CSI or something? He was some character who was on CSI and then he was gone. Now he's back. Everyone's excited. And he's just an actor. And he was talking for 30 minutes. and It was so boring. It was just like, wow, this is just like there was no topic. It was like random shit that this actor has, you know, that's coming to his mind as he walks around this river in Connecticut. Uh, And so anyways, Sean, I don't think... Love it. I'll push back on the fact that actors have anything, you know, <laughs> and athletes have anything to say well, any more than you do, which isn't to say that they should have a podcast either. You know, you, you may have given me a truly brilliant idea because I hate exercise, but I desperately need some. And maybe the Same. only way you could get me to exercise was if I podcasted while doing it. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I recorded myself and my thoughts while I'm exercising. I it's can't like be worse hot, than it's that It's like actor. Hot Ones. Did you, have you seen the Hot Ones uh, I, I, YouTube series? I love Hot Ones, absolutely. Like that, except you're interviewing someone while you're both working out. You yeah. start off with like, you know, some jumping jacks, maybe like a, a walk around the track or whatever. You ended up doing, you know, whatever extreme CrossFit the only, thing. The only downside is it is hard to talk when you can't breathe. <laughs> yeah well that doesn't stop the hot ones people uh that might be easier i almost rather would do that than i would exercise <laughs> so and by the way i have they now have you can do hot ones at home and i have threatened to do it with matt so that may be coming oh my goodness yeah so and i do not do spicy food so that would be very bad that's so cool yeah um yeah i'll have to keep working on on my uh, my eventual solo project my eventual, I, you know, I did have a short-lived solo podcast. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, it was a short podcast, but it, it was daily. That was right. my stupid idea. It was five days a week, like five, because that was when Anchor first started, and they were trying short-form podcasts. Right. Um, and that was too much work. That's a, yeah, that's a lot. That's a commitment. So never again. Um, Dan, as as the show continues on here, we we haven't had a lot of tech news, but we did have a couple stories this week that came out. Um, I wouldn't say any of them are good, but we can talk about them. Any any news on here? Any other news that uh, might be? Let's start with the the Vive the Vive Flow app turns car rides into moving VR theme park experiences. Hell of a headline! Um, yeah, 
Yeah, HTC has teamed up with a company called Holoride to let you use its Vive Flow VR headset to transform your car into an amusement park. What? Holoride is backed in part by Audi with the aim of creating, quote, an entirely new media category for passengers by connecting extended reality content with data points from the vehicle in real time. Basically, what that means is they connect uh, the uh, VR headset uh, to the car's telemetrics data uh, Mm -hmm. to create a smooth VR experience. Um, I, I haven't heard the phrase extended reality before. I, I, you know, one of those great marketing terms. I don't know what it means. Um, yeah, so there you go. So I haven't watched this video, obviously, but a, a big component of a roller coaster are the drops. Yes. And you shouldn't experience anything like that in a car. I agree. I agree. I think How a roller coaster work? is probably a bad example if you watch the video oh i see they have like a like a shooter on rails game thing yes they have other other experiences that you can do i I don't think it's for watching videos although i guess if uh, again i do wonder this is either going to make you much more car sick or much less car sick i hope (laughs) less but it could be an interesting way to solve motion sickness maybe but isn't motion sickness caused by something in your ears or something like that it is, but some of it is motion with the eyes. Like, it's not exclusively okay. that, but then I wonder if you could use the motion in the VR headset to counteract. I don't know. That I'm would be cool. Lots of people have have issues with motion sickness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, this is... Uh, it, it, would I call this practical? Absolutely not. Would I say, <laughs> when I was a kid on a long car ride, would I would have loved to have had one of these? Hell Yeah. So the problem I have with this is the the audiobook problem for me, where if there is something really cool uh, that you can play with this car extended reality thing, I would want to be playing it all the time. And like like with an audiobook, when I get really sucked into an audiobook, I just stop listening to the audiobook and start reading the book because I could read it much faster. And I'm like, I need to know what happens. And so... That's why I, I don't really I only get audiobooks for books that I think are really boring and force me to listen to them while I, you know, back in the before times when they were commutes. Um, so these like very specific uh, experiences and VR has this problem writ large, right? Like there's a couple videos I've seen like, oh, you could take your VR game out into the park and then like it it looks at your surroundings and you know the game is enhanced by it it's like well, yeah. what if i can't get to the park then i can't play the game um uh, yeah definitely i mean and you definitely don't want to be swinging around those hand uh controllers inside the car um, <laughs> no <laughs> a very very bad idea but i do think i mean at minimum if their pitch on this was take the headset you already own i'm not saying mm-hmm. this is it yet take the headset you already own bring it in the car with you and we can counteract the motion of the car to do car safe VR things. Like even watching a video in the headset that is counterbalanced with the motion of the vehicle or play uh, simple games that don't require hand gestures. That is very, very cool. Um, obviously this is a much more specific uh, sort of trial application, but I think I just love the idea of combining the real world sensors 
with the headset um, to uh, make it a better experience. Yeah. Just don't wear it while you're driving. <laughs> Someone will try. Someone with a Tesla will try it and they will crash and burn up in a big fiery explosion. So <laughs> I can see it now. The headlines write themselves. Yep. Yep. All right. Is there anything else in here? Let's see. There, there's Apple rumors that expensive Star Wars hotel opened. We can talk about some DisplayPort cable standards. The death of IGTV. Any of that? Sound Let's talk about the Star Wars Hotel. Let's talk about the Star Wars Hotel. Do you know a lot about the Star Wars Hotel, Dan? I've I know like a medium amount about it. So here's what I know. Okay. Um, only in Disney World or both yep. in Disney World and Disneyland. Only Just in Disney World for now. Yes. There's a hotel, and at Disney World, apparently, there are many such hotels that are like part of the the park or strongly connected to it like literally physically connected to it yes and are run by disney yes and it you the whole hotel is kind of like a star wars role-playing experience yep um and it's really expensive that's all i know I mean, you basically got it. That's that's pretty good. There are probably about a dozen hotels at Disney World. This is the first ever all immersive one uh, where it's a two night experience. Um, and one of those days you actually spend out in the Star Wars area of the park um, that will run you about six thousand dollars for two nights. Uh, so it is immensely expensive, but uh, it's you're you're boarding a vacation liner in space, essentially. Uh, where there are no windows, it's all screens meant to look like the inside of a spaceship. And you're right, Dan, there are role-playing elements. There's food, there's characters and, you know, you have a character name. There's activities you go on, like lightsaber training. And there is a storyline throughout the week that eventually culminates in a finale on the final day. Uh, I did watch, they finally opened it up to the press. I watched a full spoiler video explaining the entire process from start to finish, because uh, I ain't paying $6,000 to go to the stupid Star Wars hotel. Um, and it looked pretty cool. I don't know. Is this the kind of thing that uh, excites you? Yeah, it it is cool. It's it's kind of cringy. If it were cheaper, I would do it. Um, but six thousand dollars, you can get a lot with six thousand dollars. Well, but to be fair, Dan, that does include food and drink. So okay, think, think about that. Bit of an all inclusive. I didn't realize that. Is there are there Star Wars specific food? Oh uh, yes, actually. There, That's cool. There are and drinks as well. That's cool. Um, there, but it is some of it you can get in the Star Wars land already there, but some of it is exclusive to the space hotel. Yeah, they got the the characters all made up and and the whole thing. Um, yeah, I just don't like Star Wars that much. I mean, I don't dislike it. But if I had to pay to be immersed in a fictional world, I probably wouldn't choose Star Wars. Hmm. What, what would you choose? That, and I knew that was going to be your follow-up, and I immediately regretted saying that because I have to have an answer. Um, I, I'm going to limit my uh, creativity by saying, let, let's stick with Disney and things okay. Disney already owns and could do. Imagine a Toy Story experience where everything is really big. You're the size of a toy. <laughs> and they have the Toy Story characters there, 
and there's like a big foot or something. It's like Andy's foot or something, you know, and he's like, oh, no, we got to do toy things or something. We got to rescue the toys, you know, and you eat like big food. That's like people food. But it's like, <laughs> you know, like like I think that could be a really fun experience. Do you remember the Dubai Friday episode about big tennis? Yes, actually. One of the, one of the <laughs> couple I listened to. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Exactly. I think that'd be fun. Imagine how weird it would be leaving the Toy Story experience and coming back into the real world where everything is normal size. So small. Everything is so small. <laughs> Look at this cup. Uh, and then it's then you got to pay a lot for it because everything's so big. It's so expensive. <laughs> that makes more sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that that there are some uh, some things to to mine. I think uh, Simpsons is another property they own. I think you could do sort of a Simpsons land that's really immersive because that's Didn't got own Simpsons. Yes, they owned it when they bought Fox. Uh, Universal Studios still has the Simpson rides uh, at Universal Studios, but that's from a previous contract, and I think that expires in a couple of years. It's on Disney wow. Plus. You can watch Simpsons on Disney Plus. Right I now. didn't know that. And yep. there's a, a Simpsons Disney character crossover. Yes, they've done some stuff on the TV show, and they wow. did they did a special for Disney Plus, I believe, as well. That's exclusive yeah. to there when Disney Plus launched. Um, yeah, I think anywhere. I think I think the worst experience I would never pay like at least the Star Wars one. If they did a, a like a Marvel one, that would suck. Mm. Because Marvel is kind of just like the regular world, but like worse. Right, and you can't be one of the superheroes, so... Right, you're like, you're going to help Captain America and be like, no, I want to yeah, be Captain America. Like, that sucks. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there a particular world, Dan, you would want to uh, spend an insane amount of money to live in for a couple days? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is Lord of the Rings and doing, like, an actual outdoors yes. like, thing, and you wouldn't need to do crazy construction or anything. It would just be how cool would it be to live in one of those like elven tree houses? That'd be pretty dope. Hell yeah. Love that. Um, I think Disney but, owns Lord of the Rings now. <laughs> no way. Do they? I, I honestly I'm not joking. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to double check, but um, I actually think they do. I, I did read that New Line was sold at some point, right? Um. Yes, they don't own the book. They own like the uh, the movies they made. They don't own the TV rights. Um, but I, I see I, it's a, a subsidiary of Warner Bros. Oh, if it's Warner Brothers, then they don't. Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know. I'm just I'm just clicking around on Wikipedia. Um, but a lot of the other fictional universes I've enjoyed are not very pleasant. So, you know, you wouldn't want to go to Dune world. Uh, that would not be fun. Speaking of actually, <laughs> uh, I've been doing more meditation and I'm, I might pick the app I've, I'm using at some point. Uh, which is, I always forget what it is, so I always have to search. I swipe down and I search for mind. It's not mind. It's not headspace. It's calm. There we calm. go. Calm. Yeah, calm's the big uh, one. Yeah. Um, and 
they had like a dune promotion <laughs> where you could change the, like the background white noise sound of your meditation to be like a soundscape from the dune movie good which lord was, <laughs> which was i yeah you know fortnite is one thing i'd never thought i'd see a marketing crossover with my meditation app that's going like deep that. man that's getting right that's burrowing right in there <laughs> No pun intended. I think, Dan, you know, if, if I have to do the Sean Jennings walking podcast, then you have to do the Dan Miller meditation soundscape. Mm. It would just be this. It would just be. Uh... <laughs> oh, you got some you got good noise cancellation, man. Oh, I can't barely, hear it. No, but that was shockingly effective. Oh, it's probably because I have that NVIDIA yeah. thing on. Honestly, I'd like it was silent. That was really good. Wow. Highly, highly effective. I got to get me that. Um, yeah, no, I, I did just the clacking of keyboards. You're like the uh, what's the lo-fi beats uh, thing that's big on YouTube. Yeah, lo-fi beats the, to study to. Yeah, you're basically that girl, but just with your keyboard and just right. tapping away. Little rain Instead on the window. A cat, I have a earthworm. It's uh, <laughs> slithering across my floor. <laughs> oh, boy, Dan, we got to upgrade your friends, man. <laughs> Hard to pet a worm. All right. Well, unless you have any other uh, newsy related stuff you want to talk about. I'm good. He's good. I'm good. We're all good. We're going to talk about picks. It is the part of the show where each of us bring something we want to share with the world. And I'm going to go ahead and go first because mine's pretty quick. Uh, I have the driest office on the planet. It doesn't have any windows. It barely has ventilation. And every time I touch anything, I get an electric shock because it's incredibly dry and it's frustrating. So I bought a small rechargeable uh, cool mist humidifier uh, for 18 bucks. It was it's very simple. It just plugs in. You put water in it and it puts it out of steam and it's it doesn't hold a ton of water. And I wouldn't say it puts out a ton of steam, but for like an office or a small space, um, I've really enjoyed it. And it, it actually has helped. Uh, a lot. I'm a very uh, dry person, so um, having the moisture is is good, especially in the winter. So it's the the Treva. You can find knockoffs of this all over Amazon. It's a pretty standard design. So I linked to this one on Walmart. Uh, that's the actual one I bought, but similar ones like this are all over the place. So I guess that's more my pick is just uh, get yourself a humidifier if you're feeling dry. Get a humidifier. Hot tip. Uh, what? Oh, would you believe I just saw this the other day and I was very curious about it. You're always a step ahead of me, Dan. Tell me oh, about your pick. Yeah, so Wavelength is a game that's on your phone in the spirit of uh, Drawful. There's, there's a couple others of these where everyone's on their phone and you're given prompts and then you do something on your phone and then, you know, someone has a role where they need to look at all your stuff or whatever. So... With wavelength, you're given uh, a gauge, you know, that, like a dial, like like a speedometer almost. Um, and on one end is a word, and on the other end is the opposite of that word. And then you're given a, or one person is given a, uh, uh, is told to come up with, all right, let me start over. You got the gauge. One end is a word, and the other end is the opposite of that word. And one person is given a range on the dial, and they need to come up with a clue that will 
cause everyone else in the group except for them to set the dial within that range. Uh, so a good, I, I thought a funny one was uh, on one end of the dial was like culturally significant and on the other end of the dial was culturally insignificant. And someone's clue was James Cameron's avatar. <laughs> That's a tough one. And I think they're trying to get at like, it's right in the middle. Like on the one hand, everyone saw it. On the other hand, did it really matter? Um, so it's a fun game and it generates a lot of discussion without a lot of overhead and no one has to draw anything or anything like that. That is very exciting. And it obviously can be played remotely, uh, which is yes. great. Yep. Uh, I was surprised to learn it started as a board game. Um, I didn't know that before they made the app. So, um, very cool wavelength. Check it out. Yeah, it was one of um, I saw it on the App Store the other day. It was one of Apple's recommended apps. So, oh, I said that seems pretty cool. I'll have to go make some friends to play this with. Um, hey, we, we can play the <laughs> Don't Panic uh, wavelength episode. I, I I am definitely for that. Um, I could learn a little bit about uh, how our brains work after all this time. Um, that's a great pick, <laughs> Wavelength. Check it out. And we'll have that link and the link to my pick as well on the website where you can check them out. Uh, Dan, anything else you'd like to, to say or do this evening? No, I'm good. I don't know why my camera is suddenly askance. It's falling over. Mm. Mm. Hopefully it's not one of those earthquakes. Um, hey, well, you know, Dan, you got something to look forward to. As you mentioned, it's March. And you know what March is? Uh, March Mat Madness. March Madness. Yes, you yeah. got it. March Madness is here. It's kicking off uh, this week. Later this week, we're kicking off March Madness over on the Up for Debate show, uh, where Matt gets to program the show for an entire week. I'm terrified. He seems to actually be taking it seriously this year, uh, <laughs> which is scary. He has sent me some Amazon boxes. I'm not allowed to open until he tells me to. Uh, so God knows what he has planned, but it's always such a fun month because I get to sit back and enjoy the madness. So I recommend you all join us. Check out Up for Debate wherever you get podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and check us out. It's the purple icon. You can't miss it. As for this show, of course, our website is don'tpanic.io. It's a really great site. I mentioned the uh, links to the pics and, of course, the video, the audio, the whole shebang is there. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Look for that big red button. Uh, and, of course, find the video version on YouTube. Uh, see this great window behind me and Dan's askew camera. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. But that's going to do it here. We're going to be back next week, maybe with a third host. Who knows? We've had two last week, two this week. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll just be me solo next week. Who knows? But it's going to be a great show either way. Uh, we appreciate you being here. On behalf of Dan, I'm Sean. Have a great night. We'll see you next time on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.